If you're looking for a new school for your child next year, you should check out St. Paul Public Schools. The district is having a school choice fair on Saturday, December 10th at the St. Paul River Center, and you need to check it out. 80% of students in SPPS are kids of color. They've got dozens of black teachers and principals whose kids also go to schools in the district, and that means something. They understand the unique challenges our children face. They believe in inspiring our kids to think critically, pursue their dreams, and change the world. Remember, Minnesota's open enrollment policy. You do not have to live in the city of St. Paul to attend a school in the district. So whether you've got a little one who's almost ready for kindergarten, an eighth grader going into high school, an accelerated learner, or a child with special needs, St. Paul Public Schools got you covered. So head on over to their school choice fair on Saturday, December 10th at the St. Paul River Center. Find out which one of their great schools is right for your baby. For more info, log on to their website at spps.org backslash apply. Financial freedom, it's within everyone's reach. And this key shows you how to build prosperity and generational wealth for your family on Becoming the Bank. Hello, hello, hello. It's Anissa Keys with Becoming the Bank. We're talking about manna season. If you're tuning in for the first time this week, this is a podcast that shares biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become a generational wealth builder. This is not a how-to podcast, but a becoming podcast. How to become a wealth builder. How to become someone who is financially free. We've started a new series called Mana Season, right? It's it's we're we're like four weeks in. This is the fourth week. This is the last week, as a matter of fact. It's a pretty cool story that's in Exodus 16, right? So this is um in the New Testament. Exodus is the second Genesis, yes, second book of the Bible, right? And what has happened is, is that the Israelites, God's people, have been um, in bondage for like 400 years um, by the Egyptians. And God has said, I've heard their cries, right? I've heard the cries of my people. I'm going to send someone. He sends Moses to help lead them out of enslavement. Now they are leaving Egypt and like the Lord parts the Red Sea. The Lord's guiding them by night through like a pillar of fire and through the day by I think a cloud of smoke. Don't quote me on that, right? I'm kind of paraphrasing the story here. And then eventually, maybe about a month and a half in, they end up in the wilderness. Now God took them specifically through this space. Um, it says in the word of God that if he had took him through Philistine country, right, that they would have met, been met with war and that they weren't ready for that. These are people that had just got out of bondage, right? Didn't know nothing about fighting or weapons or any of that, right? And so the Lord took them through the wilderness with a plan to get them to a promised land, right? That's flowing with milk and honey. About a month and a half into the real wilderness, despite all of the miracles that God had done up until this point, the people start to grumble and complain. And they start to talk to Moses kind of crazy. And I'm paraphrasing, right? Saying, I mean, dang, we you brought us out here. We hungry. You know, we we our feet are tired, right? We we got our children and 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 we ain't got nothing to eat. And and we could have stayed in Egypt for this, right? Like we like literally they're talking about like we could have stayed in bondage <laughs> rather than be in this space right now that they're in, right? And the Lord probably becomes a little frustrated. I'm probably reading into that a little bit. Anyway, he responds to Moses and he tells them, listen, I'm going to give them quail at night. And then in the morning, every day manna is going to fall from the sky. Listen though, 
it's just going to be enough for that day. This is a tricky, right? Because if they try to save some, it'll rot, right? If they don't get enough, you know, the Lord will, will allow them to, to still be satisfied and full, right? But the point is, is that every day they have to have this dependency on the Lord that he is going to supply during this season. We we rock in and out of seasons all the time. And, and I know I talked a lot in general about this agricultural sort of concept that the Lord uses in the word of God around farming, that we flow in and out of different seasons, right? There's sowing, there's cultivating season, there's harvest season. I just talked to, um, to another uh, sister of mine and we talked about how there's like times where you have to evaluate, sort of prepare and have strategy around what's going to come next for your future. So there's a season of sort of like preparation and planning. Seemingly, it seems like it should be resting, but you're not, you're actually preparing for what's coming up. So, so we all are in different, we all flow through these different seasons, right? God has always used farming as this biblical reference of like these seasons that we have to flow in and out of. So during manna season, it is a season of time, right? Where you are really leaning on the Lord every day for your daily bread right? Manna falls from the sky. It's sort of a grain that they sort of chop up and it's, it's like a, like a bread kind of a grain, kind of a texture, right? And so this is their daily bread, right? They later on, when you read more about manna, you learn that like Jesus becomes that sort of daily bread, right? The word of God can be the daily bread. And that's the daily bread that we have talked about probably about two weeks ago for today though, right? We're going to shift a little bit, right? Because I think that even though this is a like a very tough season to be in and, and, and there's still work involved, I think we get caught up in the wrong kind of work, right? It's the feeling of like, okay, man, I need to grind harder. I need, I need to push more. I need, I need to rely on God. But like during this season, I need to make something happen, right? Because for the most part, you want to live in a prosperous season, right? In a season of excess. And God promises us that a season of more than enough, right? And so we think, man, I just, I just need to treat people well. I just need to tithe more. I just, I need to forgive more, right? Like this is the season that we kind of, this is the way we kind of think that we need to get out of this season, right? I just need to love more. I just need to attend church. And yeah, Yes, yes, and yes, all of that. But the core work that you need to do during this season is you need to believe. And listen, when I tell you during this season that it's work to believe, it is work. But that is the main core of your work is to believe. Listen, I want to help you ride this out. I'm in manna season right now. All that can go wrong has gone wrong. I mean, all that I know can go wrong. I'm limited in my knowledge about like what could go wrong with a development project, right? Because I haven't done a whole lot of them. Despite that fact, though, I have been diligently working on a plan to restore where I was. Like my focus was, I got to get back. I got to get back to excess. I got to get back to like not worrying. I got to get back to sort of like being in a season where I got more than enough. And that was my focus, right? Really this hope and the belief that God's word is true, that not only though would he restore, but he would exceed what I was hoping for. He would exceed what I was imagining, right? That is, that's the word of God. So my natural inclination was to grind, was to work, was to not come up for air. I mean, it was to like go hard and go in. And I think that that's what is common during manna season, right? If you feel the pressure, you begin to think, I just need to produce more right? The more of my resources that I seen leaving and expending, the harder I pushed. 
The more my time that I seen was being taken up, the more I began to sort of like, you know, be more effective with my time and do even more. But God said to me, now your work is to believe. Okay. Now for some of you, maybe believing is not that hard. <laughs> maybe that's maybe one of your gifts, right? You have the gift of like uh, supernatural faith, right? Which I think is dope. That's not my gifting, right? When I see things, right, that are not going well, I tend to like flinch up a little bit, right? Faith is, is not a strong suit, even though I'm a believer and I love the Lord and I know he is able. I start having all these doubts in my mind about like, well, you're going to do it for me this time. You know what I mean? Or is, am I in Job season two? And like, this is going to end bad. And then you're going to recover it later. Like what's happening? But God said, when it gets tight and we want to run, that's when believing is hard. And that's when it really becomes work. But that's the work that needs to be done. It's like running a marathon, right? And around mile 19, you hit a wall. And this is common for marathon runners. Literally, they've run the majority of the race, but they get to this place where like they've run into a wall where they're like, I can't go another step. Now, what I've learned is that if they can push past through that mile, the rest of the race is theirs. But they have to get past the feeling that they cannot go on. To me, this is when the transition happens. This is powerful. This is when you've come to the end of yourself, right? That you have done all that you can do, right? You've exhausted all of your resources. You've spent all of your time and your energy trying to rectify, trying to get back. And, right, you have to give it over to God. And then you just have to believe. Believe that God is going to carry you the rest of the way. Believe that help is coming to believe that manna season has to come to an end and that there was some transitioning that happened while it was going on, but that it has to come to an end. Why do I call this work? Well, because faith is action in work, right? The sign of faith is acting like God is telling the truth, <laughs> right? It's acting like he didn't lie when he said, right, I'm going to bless you more than what you can imagine, right? Or that like, you're going to have so much that you're not going to have room to hold it, right? Or that, you know, I'll always be with you. Right. So it's really right. Believing that God was telling the truth, that he is telling the truth. So that means you listen for your next steps. Do I stop pushing? Right. And believe God for it? Yes. Does it mean that you keep walking, believing that God is going to place the ground underneath your feet as you're walking? Yes. What it is, is believing. Right. So for me, during this season is believing God for a miracle and believing God for a miracle that seemed almost impossible. Right. And so the only thing that I could kind of do right is begin to just start standing. I begin to say to the Lord, listen, I've done all that I can do. I've gone as far as I can go. And now I'm expecting you to kick in and I'm just going to believe that that's exactly what you're going to do. Again, there's someone you need to become during this season right? I believe that God is always, he's always trying to get you to become somebody different, right? The, the best part of you, the, the, the part that he placed in you, the, 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 the person that he wants you to be. I believe he's always using these seasons in time, in experiences, in people to mold us, to look more like him and to be the great right? Ministry leader or a business owner or a wealth manager that we could be. 
right? And so I'm going to help you maintain during this season. And I want you to be prepared for what God has for your next. But first, let's talk about three principles and practices that might help you during this season to become someone that believes God for it. Number one, become someone that believes in miracles. Many times we can't believe because the situation seems impossible. And that is me, right? I can't I can't imagine how God is going to get on it. Like, how are you going? Like, where are you going to send help from? Like all the help has been exhausted, right? Or well, how, how are you going to possibly replenish, right? And so in your mind, because of our minute mind, we can't even imagine how he's going to fix this. And so then during these seasons, you almost have to believe God for something that feels impossible. Right. You're going to have to believe during this time that miracles are possible. And so what do I do to help me believe in miracles? I read the word. Right. I learn stories. Right. That 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 tell me about people or or situations that like seemed impossible. Right. Right. God splitting the Red Sea, the plagues. Right. You have you ever noticed how God when he, when people begin to doubt in the word of God or begin to go to him in question, he always reminds them of what he did back then. He's always saying, do you remember? I, I brought your ancestors out of this, right? Like I, I provided this when you didn't have it. I'm, I'm the one who, who put the stars in the sky and the, in the sun in the right position so that it's close enough to give you, keep you warm, but far away for, so it won't set you on fire, right? Like he reminds you of what he did. And that's what I would encourage you to do during this season, right? Believe in miracles. And one of the ways you do that is you look back in the word of God and remind yourself of what miracles God has already done. Number two, become someone that can just stand. Listen, this almost feels like a no brainer. And sometimes we get to the point where we don't have anything else to do to stand. Sometimes though, I think that God is telling us to just stand and because we don't just stand, we stress ourselves out. We try to create ways that we can be God, that we can fix it, that we can, we start doing illegitimate things, right? We start, and, and I'm talking about me personally, right? We start, you know, cutting corners. You start, start like finagling things, right? Um, and sometimes God is saying, I get it, right? Like, I get it. You're trying, you're not believing me right now, right? I need you to just stand. My belief is that God knows exactly who you are, where you're at, what you're capable of, what you need, and what your capacities are. That means when you have come to the end of yourself, just stand. He's got you. Okay, last one. Become someone that sees beyond what's there. In general, it's challenging for us to imagine something different. Right. Right now, especially in this season. Right. It's hard for us to like to envision another outcome. Right. And so you almost have to shift your spiritual, your natural lens to a more spiritual lens. Right. And it's almost like, OK, I cannot see the end. Right. But if I put my spiritual lenses on, wow, I can see me on the other side of this mountain. Right. I can see me back on vacation really comfortable and not worrying. I can see my bills all being paid off again. I can see my debt cleared off. I can see a solid foundation for my business um, and everything going fine, right? I want you to imagine, right, what it's going to be like after this season. You have to be able to become someone that sees beyond what's in front of you. I know that's hard, but this is what I know. We lean into what we know when we don't know. 
He's an ever-present help in, in, in need, right? Um, he's always victorious, which makes you always victorious. He never fails. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's not like man that he would change his mind. Those are the things that help you to see what's beyond what you see currently. All right, listen. So we're on this series called Mana Season. I am done. If you guys want to go back and listen, I feel like it's a great opportunity to learn about the one of the most challenging seasons that you can be in. A, a season that you have the ability to thrive and win in, right? But you have to become someone different, right? The best part of you has to emerge. The godly part of you has to emerge um, to put you maybe back on track or to just get you through the season without losing your mind, which if people knew the half of what happens to in my world, people would be like, why are you not crazy? But right, I got this supernatural peace that Jesus has promised me a peace that transcends all understanding. But he has also placed these principles and practices in the word of God so that we can live a victorious life. Praise God for that. Listen, done with this series, on to a new series next time. What I'm hoping is that during this season, you can be successful and that it's inevitable that you live lives that will become kingdom wealth builders, that you'll be an amazing steward over all of your finances, right? And I hope that you take these principles and practices, right, to do something amazing, that you become generational wealth builders, that you become financially free. My hope is that you become a blessing and a resource to your family, your sphere of influence, and your community. This is Becoming the Bank with Anissa Keys. I'll see you next time. Check back next week for more of Anissa's Kingdom Principles to Live a Prosperous Life. To find previous episodes of Becoming the Bank, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. You deserve more internet than what you get from just your cell phone. Get free high-speed internet at home, a $29.95 value, when you qualify for Internet Essentials Plus and the Affordable Connectivity Program. Enjoy more streaming, gaming, and video chatting on more devices for free. With unlimited data and a wireless gateway included at no extra cost. No fees, no taxes, and no annual contract. Connect to more of what you love for free with Xfinity and the Affordable Connectivity Program. Click, call, or visit a store to learn more. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride-sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org slash micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro C-Line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride. 
Get picked up and get where you need to go. Start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit Micro Minibuses. It's back to school time, and that means it's back to cooking breakfast for your kiddos and making school lunches. That's a lot of cracked eggshells and cut off sandwich crust. Now listen, before you think about throwing those food scraps away, think about recycling them. Ramsey County has a program that can help you do just that, and it won't cost you a dime. Ramsey County has a free food scraps recycling program that lets you collect stuff like apple cores, coffee grounds, and veggie scraps. Here's how it works. Put all those scraps into a compostable bag. Then once a week, drop it off at a free food scrap site by your house. And listen, I understand that life is busy, so if you can't get there once a week, just toss the bag in the freezer until you can find the time to do it. To locate a food scrap collection site near you and to get more information about the program, visit RamseyRecycles.com slash scraps and tell your friends and family about it. Let's all do our part to help save the planet. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. 